looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Mmm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm -mm Mmm-mm-mm. Don't mess with me, I'm one crazy mofo. This brand is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day and special seasonal gift sets. But also let's not forget large orders for party favours by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out please feel free to visit littlebeansoapery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansoapery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Hey folks, this is Sterling Drake and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. It's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. And I'm Elena, your favorite host from the Emerald Isles. Boy, do we have a good one for you today.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and I know that's chemical infringement. I say it every time, but I don't care. Sue me. But this next guest is a singer and songwriter who just recently released his debut EP, Roll the Dice, not too long ago in October of 2021. From what I heard, was born in the Miami area, but we got ties because he's got family up in my neck of the woods in the Northeast. This next guest, Sterling Drake. Sterling, how are you? Oh, good, good. Yeah, I was born in Florida, uh, in uh, Southern Florida in uh, the Everglades area. So closest city would have been Miami, but yeah, I lived there for a short period of time. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. Would that be Alligator Alley or? Yeah, yeah, right off there in Alligator Alley, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So first and foremost, as I mentioned, debut EP, Roll the Dice. What can you say about this seven song or seven track uh, EP? Oh, uh, man, it's just a collection of uh, songs that uh, I felt like needed to be put together. Um, we uh, recorded it here in Nashville, um, and uh, it's kind of a myriad of Western swing tunes and uh yeah, traditional country and, uh, and and just a little bit of bluegrass influence, but uh, kind of ranges the gambit. But uh, yeah, just some songs I wrote that I felt like I wanted to put down on paper. Well, I'll put it this way, folks, because I got to hear some of it. And you could definitely see the musical roots being planted from traditional country and Western, from whether you're in the Mission Mountains of Western Montana or you're all the way in where Sterling is in Music City. So I'm curious to know, would you say this is a, this entire collection would show everything from a dancing melody to also giving a glimpse of your, what I would say, old soul? Yeah, uh, there's uh, a lot of, uh, it's definitely a good range. Um, some some of the songs like the title track "Roll the Dice." We really try to drive home that Western swing production and uh, steel guitar and fiddle and swing rhythm and and some of the other tracks are more cowboy tunes. I uh, spent a lot of time working out west and uh, on a ranch in Montana and out in Utah and all over. But um, so a lot of the music I like and listened to and picked up is influenced from uh, that style of music, that traditional old time Western feel. So there are some songs that maybe mirror that style um, uh, on the record. So kind of raises the runs, range the gambit of that Texas style country and then some little Western stuff too. So I know you're going to play something for us, but before we get to that, I'm curious to know that this is actually a self-produced album with also a partner in crime. I should say that helped you writing, but also producing Miss Mary Meyer. So how much of an influence was Mary with this project? I'd say she was a huge influence. I, I We wrote one tune together, um, and that's the duet that we sang, Come Stay With Me. Um, but uh, Mary is an uh, excellent instrumentalist and producer in her own right uh, here in Nashville. So she played the fiddle and mandolin on the record. And um, uh, I produced it with her help, and I was engineered uh, by a, a buddy of mine, Mark Thornton, who's a excellent uh producer and engineer here in nashville one of the best if you want to know something about traditional country music he's he's a guy to to go to he's got a studio out uh, just out of town in madison tennessee uh he was a guitar player for jerry reed for about eight years 
And through him, we're able to really capture that old school sound. He has a bunch of microphones that were down on music, uh, music row in the uh, glory days, like uh, some of Chet Atkins ensemble is at his studio. And uh, he's, he's, he's been great. We had some excellent musicians on the, on the record, including uh, Charlie McCoy, the harmonica player, who's uh, world renowned. And uh, I think uh, we were talking before, I think one of his first uh, studio gigs in town was Patsy Klein. Uh, and then from there, Elvis Presley and everybody from there on afterwards until today. And so uh, a lot of great players. Tommy White, who's a <laughs> resident steel player at the Opry. Yep, he played on it. And uh, he's been uh, uh, somewhat of a mentor to me, I'd say, um, in the past couple of years that I've been here in Music City. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Sterling reference there. We did try to have this conversation last week, but unfortunately with saving the audio it just poof but yeah he does talk about two great musicians there and me personally it was funny that you say that and we're talking about the steel guitar because one of my favorite songs i know it will sound sappy especially for the theme of the show but i don't care is look at us from vince gill and Mm -hmm. The steel guitar really sets its tone in that song. So that's a good example of that. But what are you going to play for us? Uh, I'm going to play you a song off the record. It's, uh, I believe, the final track uh, uh, called Best of Tennessee. It's about uh, my time here in uh, in Nashville. Um, And I'll leave it at that. How about that? (laughs) Haven't had a proper sleep. I moved to Tennessee And this big old city Sure made a fool out of me The nightlife through street lights Looks like it's done it to me Looks like Best of Tennessee brings the worst out of me. And I'm losing all my friends, and I'm losing faith in everything I am. I can tell that they can tell when my smile, I'm in hell. I'm hiding the doubt in my head And I'm spreading myself in And it's showing up in every part of me Looks like the best of Tennessee Brings the worst out of me
just like the best of Tennessee. Looks like the best of Tennessee. Looks like the best of Tennessee. Brings the worst out of me. Best of Tennessee. Right on. Uh, curious to know, and obviously, as I mentioned, Roll the Dice has the gamut from Texas Swing to a jazz feel to, you know, just everything. And obviously you have a, what I would say, a country cooner voice or sound. But who would you say are some of the bigger influences for you before you got into music, but also who you look to to be a big influence? Um, yeah, I like a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that uh, Nashville sound, country crooner style, uh, like uh, the older Willie Nelson, Ray Price. Some of those guys, I think, were amazing. Roger Miller kind of fit in that camp for a long time, and then he just kind of did his own thing. But like that style of, of it was like a refined, controlled form of country music that wasn't necessarily built on the gimmick, but more so just quality production and, uh, and good songs. And they, uh, I think there's so much in that realm of music and we lost, I think there's more to develop in that sound that could happen these days. I just, I enjoy that, um, that style of country music, very specific era and style of country music, but it's definitely influenced me and it's influenced a lot of great writers that went on to do other things. Willie Nelson being one of them, but it, uh, additionally early Will and Jennings, was very influenced by that early style um, of country music uh, in Nashville before they made that big push for the outlaw stuff. And uh, I love it all, but I do think that it suits me. I'm, uh, I'm not necessarily the most like powerhouse twangy singer in country music. And you're not going to get that from me, but I do like to sing honest songs that just happen to be in that form of music. And that's, uh, that's just about all I can give you. Well, with that being said, is there a particular style that you would like to try within the genre? Yeah, I, I, I think that, again, that that uh, kind of uh, crooner style country music, that West, Western swing influence. Um, I love all sorts of I love all sorts of music. I like songwriting and I think the medium becomes country and sometimes it sounds different than others. But I love bluegrass. I love old time uh, honky tonk. Uh, all that. And I think nowadays we use a label country music kind of has been, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's like a homogenous sound when you hear turn on country radio. Um, I almost consider it like pasteurized country, you know, it's been processed. <laughs> I like the, I like the, the real stuff, but, uh, uh, everybody has a right to their own sound. Those are just some forms of music. I think we could elaborate on today. I don't think, I think they're relevant today. I don't think we need to throw them away because they don't suit, uh, the radio industry. I think there's a lot of application for country music uh, in 2021. Well, with that being said, and you kind of hinted it at it in that answer there, but what do you think of technology as far as the sound of music? And that can be a two-parter. Yeah, that could be a two-parter because obviously it's changed the business on how you can get your product out there but also being, is that scary being a younger independent artist where you don't per se have uh, record labels and stuff like you would when Willie was right. coming up or way on and all that? Um, 
Yeah, uh, it's both. I think the emergence of technology today has changed the sound and maybe drifted sonically. But uh, in the same on that same coin, it's democratized music uh, to a large degree. And while a lot of people that maybe romanticize the like big break sort of mentality or like I'm going to play music and get a record deal, they're going to pay for everything and I'm going to be able to do it. I, that still happens, I believe, to a degree. But uh, I, I don't I think that the glamour kind of fades away and leaves room for people that if you want to work for for it, you can you can make it a living. You know, I've been doing music, uh, yeah, you know, for not that long now, you know, professionally as a solo artist. But I've been in the playing music in one form or another as a career since, uh, you know, since I was uh, 17 and now having this record out, um, you know, then nobody came along with a big. A chunk of change and it didn't make things easy to find uh, uh, business interests but they're there and if you can prove that you're willing to uh, foot the bill and back it up and do your own work people will come along when they see that you're willing to work part of that is frustrating because this it's almost like hey do the whole product and then we'll help you out but uh, at the same time uh, you have to learn I think if you want to do music for a living that nobody owes you anything because you decided to follow your dreams that's that's step one uh, step two is like pursue it and, and turn it into a workable career and uh, that means putting down 200 dates a year that means uh you know uh fronting the bill on that first record and paying for not only the musicians and the producers in the record but paying for your publicist paying for your uh, radio campaign paying for your digital and physical distribution um it's a lot it, it's a it's it's not as pretty as people uh, want to pretend that it is when you see it on the other side, but it is rewarding uh, in the end of it because I am blessed to play music for a living. And um, and I, I, I enjoy supplementing that with ranch work and training horses and working with cattle. And I would say God has blessed me in my life in both of those pursuits. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that people don't realize the business beyond the within the business. So, right. With that being said, you mentioned uh, two more things I want to throw out to you mm -hmm. or about you. First is because you mentioned that previous answer about making dates, 200 days a year and all that fun stuff. And I know we're creeping up on the holidays here. Do you have anything booked currently? But also, if people want to come purchase your music, which is key with these independent artists, where can they do so? Um, I have uh, <clears throat> CDs on for sale online uh, and we'll have more merchandise coming soon, including colored vinyl. We're hoping to have that out by Christmas time and in your hands by Christmas time. Um, but with supply chains, it's been a, it's been a bit strenuous, but you know, stay tuned. That'll be ready. Um, and as far as shows I play regionally, uh, I've been playing regionally in, in the Southeast um, during the winter, but we're actually gearing up for a large tour. Uh, in January, putting down some dates from Nashville all the way to Texas through Oklahoma, uh, and then uh, to Florida. We're playing uh, uh, in Key West for the Mile Zero Fest for about a week, and uh, we'll be in the Central Texas area, including Fort Worth and Austin and uh, San Antonio and Luke and Bob Dance Hall. So, if you want to find those dates, you can find them on my Instagram, my Facebook, or my website. Well, make sure you do that. Links to everything will be on the bottom of all outlets of this and i know a couple of those areas it looks like we will be taking a show on the road again now that we're knock on wood uh hopefully on the other side of this COVID thing 
So it looks like hopefully I will be able to catch one of your shows in person. But folks, if you're in one of these towns, go check them out, but also support Roll the Dice, that's for sure. Sterling Drake, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hey you guys, this is Ali Pauline and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio.